0: Why is a cactus so prickly? What's it trying to keep us away from? What happens if I eat glass? All of these questions you can find the answer to on This Paranormal paranormal Life! Life. hey yo! Welcome everyone to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week we investigate a brand new paranormal tale, case, claim, beast, man, woman, child, and come to a conclusion as to whether or not they, them, it... Are truly paranormal. My name is Rory Powers. I'm gonna be your host for this week and sitting across from me in this dark mysterious cave is Kit Greer Malvena. How you doing Kit?
1: I'm doing great. I think you know I actually I think, I, I think I'm done with Kit. I think I need a more dark name to go with our dark lair.
0: Yeah because I didn't want to say it but Rory Powers it's a pretty good name for a paranormal investigator. Okay where are you going with this? Kit Greer? I don't know. Can I check out a book, Mr. Librarian? You know, it doesn't... Really, pretty... Librarian? I would yeah. have thought
1: more like, I think it's a pretty cool, like maybe like a surfer name, like a guy who might be, you know, like we're talking like long flowing blonde hair. Maybe he's hanging out by the beach. Yeah, like, maybe surf the pages of ribs. the
0: World Wide Web at 3 a.m. in your mother's basement. But well, if there's something maybe like a little cooler, maybe like... I told
1: you that in confidence, <laughs> my friend.
0: Uh, How about uh, Obsidian?
1: Yeah, now we're cooking. <laughs> All right. Obsidian (laughs) Kit Greer Multi. No,
0: dude. No, we have to lose the Kit Greer. Lose my identity? Even
1: that could probably
0: go. So I think obsidian. Yeah. Void. (laughs) (laughs) Void. Obsidian void.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that gels with Rory Powers,
0: though. What? Rory Powers and obsidian void. I don't know. I think it ramps up in the last half there. It sounds like a um, cop show where two unlikely partners have to team up. One is a rugged cop who doesn't do things by the books, and the other is a black hole, a yeah. void of endless darkness. One is, it, it,
1: it, just the first cop has depression, I think, is, is the point <laughs> of that story.
0: It's like, Chief, I don't want to work with him. And the other cop goes, Rarrr!
1: It's just endless darkness. And that's the rest of the 25 of the of the episode.
0: Pretty much. Well, look, we dilly-dallied a little bit there, making some lighthearted jokes, but time is actually pretty important in this week's episode. Actually, f*** it. It's the opposite of important. It doesn't matter because time is irrelevant.
1: Okay, I'm getting mixed signals here, but I'm excited to see where this goes.
0: Well-worded, Obsidian. Well, let's dive into today's case. Our story today begins on June 28th, 2009. World-famous theoretical physicist Stephen Hawking is sitting alone in a large room at the University of Cambridge. He's surrounded by plates of delicious food, bottles of champagne, and yet he's completely alone. No one had turned up to his party. But that wasn't because he was a nerd and people hated him. It was because he hadn't sent out the invitations yet.
1: Are you inferring it's that people hate him because he's a nerd. I think he's pretty celebrated. Is that just something you think? I'm just saying that's usually the reason- well, that's why people didn't turn up to my high school parties. So I was just assuming a sa- the same thing. All right, but that wasn't on the- on account of you being like some brilliant physicist
0: that was- Well, I was pretty good at Guitar Hero. Not that that f- mattered. Yeah. People didn't want to show up for, for my parties, even though it was actually pretty cool, but- Apparently they don't show up for anyone's parties. Yeah, I think you didn't actually
1: throw a birthday party. You just threw a Guitar Hero tournament and everyone knew they had no hope of beating you so they didn't go. I said that
0: on the invite. You have no hope (laughs) at beating me. Please come, Rory.
1: Cake provided.
0: (laughs) No one had turned up to his party because the invitations hadn't been sent yet. Just behind Hawking's was a huge golden banner that said, Welcome, time travelers. Wow. This is
1: mind-bending already.
0: Yeah. By hosting the party in secret, then sending out the invites, the theoretical physicist had thrown a party that could only have been known about in the future, meaning the only attendees would, in fact, be time travelers. Wow. This was a real thing that Stephen Hawking did. I will
1: say that is some nerd shit, but that is pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's a pretty cool story.
0: But his plan wasn't to trap time travelers, how to catch a predator style, but more so to prove to the world that time travel really isn't possible. (laughs) just imagining a
1: physicist tasing a time traveler. Tell me your secrets! (laughs) Yeah! Yeah, Yeah,
0: he just, like, zaps into the room. Hey, I'm here for the... (laughs) 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 Shoots him in the knees. Hawking went on to say, I threw a party for time travelers, but I didn't send out the invitations until after. I sat there a long time, but no one came.
1: He truly is the smartest man to ever live.
0: It's pretty baller. I mean, not only uh, is this a really fun and interesting kind of scientific experiment, it's also probably the saddest experiment that's ever been conducted, Mm. where the outcome just is an elderly wheelchair-bound man (laughs) alone in a room at a party that no one turned up to. That's
1: pretty sad. I don't know what it says about me, though. I'm kind of like, That's pretty awesome. He got to have cake. He got to have the champagne.
0: It's actually,
1: I might do that for my next birthday. That's oh. Leave the invitation until after the
0: fact. Could you imagine being the staff, though? Like, serving the food, and you just look in, and it's just him alone in the chair? That's a sad experiment. That's right up there with, like, putting shampoo in a monkey's eyes (laughs) to see if it blinds them or not. I'm just not imagining.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm just not imagining that yeah like you say in this maybe business maybe a cleaner or someone who's like walking by looks in and takes pity and is like you know what that sad old man i'm gonna show him the best damn birthday ever they walk in he's like you came (laughs) where 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 did you come from they're like uh
0: the canteen is that what they call your planet in the future Yeah, I think this is a really uh, fun, lighthearted experiment that that does serve to prove a point as well at the same time. This Uh, is why physics is
1: so fascinating a topic for people like us, paranormal investigators, because seemingly just the laws of science themselves are paranormal. Very true. And
0: Stephen Hawking has talked a lot about time travel in his works, whether it's possible, whether it's science fiction. But in his last book, he went as far as to write that rapid space travel and travel back in time can't be ruled out. Right on.
1: So you're saying we can do it. Tonight on the pod. (laughs) I think
0: that's what he's saying. I have a DeLorean parked outside. Come on, Obsidian. (laughs) Let's go. It can't be ruled out, Kit. The wise words that will guide us today as we explore the world of time time travel. Now already I can feel the listeners getting ready to turn off the pod. (laughs) Kit's grabbing the microphone. He's ready to leave. Because the problem with doing an investigation into time travel is evidence. Specifically, the lack of it. I can't show you the birth certificate of a time traveler if the mother hasn't been born yet.
1: And unfortunately, we spent a lot of time and moolah looking into the d time machine. Uh, But it didn't provide the evidence goods we needed.
0: Unfortunately not. That time machine might actually make a little appearance at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that, folks. Interesting. But luckily, Kit, this week, for once, it is all about the evidence. I have three pictures today with me that prove (laughs) categorically... That time travel not only is possible, but time travelers have existed and been captured in photographs in the past.
1: Wow. So you're saying that one of the smartest men to ever live, Stephen Hawking, he's written books on things like time travel. And you're saying that he could have skipped all the book writing if he had simply printed three JPEGs. Found on the internet, commonly available.
0: He could have skipped the years of research and just gone straight to the BuzzFeed article I found at 3 a.m.
1: So what's the name of the genius physicist (laughs) that printed this
0: article and changed history? Uh, It doesn't matter who originally it was because it's about to be Rory Powers. (laughs) Today we're gonna be talking uh, about a lot of pictures and I realize that's quite contradictory to have the main focus of an audio medium to be photographs, Uh, but luckily- Use your imagination, you bunch of cheap assholes. I was dancing around it, but that's basically uh, what we're gonna be doing today. (laughs) Through the power of storytelling and the, the incredible talent of our audio engineer, Kami, we will take you to these locations. So hopefully, right now, we're about to paint a really cool audioscape. Is that what wow. they're called? Audioscape. Uh, soundscape? Soundscape! So you're going to feel like you're immersed in this photograph. Hell yeah! Let's go! Our first picture today comes from 1962. We're at the Estadio Nacional in Santiago, where Czechoslovakia take on Brazil in the 1962 World Cup. When the game was done and the buzzer went, Brazil emerged victorious, 3-1. to one. The Brazilian team gathered round in celebration. One player lifted the trophy above the crowd, and a famous picture was snapped. But this picture isn't famous because of Brazil's win. It's famous because of what you can see in the bottom center of the frame. In the picture, you can clearly see a man snapping a photo of the event on a mobile phone.
1: There's no way, clearly, because it's 1962, you said. Exactly. But Kit,
0: I have the evidence right here. So Rory is passing me the image. If you just look closely at the bottom center of the picture. Now this is an old picture, folks. We're talking black and white, very worn.
1: So we, yeah, we've got a Brazilian star holding up the trophy. Bunch of people standing around with lots of different cameras. I don't know what I'm looking at here. We've got someone holding up. Granted, what appears to be a camera, granted, the situation would indeed call for a camera. He's standing in front of this Brazilian football player and he's
0: holding it like you would hold a mobile phone for sure. It's strange because there are other kind of like cameras in the picture. Yeah. But they very much fit the time period in which the picture was taken. This uh, person that we're talking about is holding. Let's not dance around it. A Motorola Razer flip phone. Okay, well, it's it's a bit bigger than that.
1: This is this is like a steampunk mobile phone. It's it's like I'm very confused. It's large for a mobile phone. We're not talking on iPhone six here. No, but it's uh, generally the proportions, and he's holding it the same
0: way. The weirdest part, as well, is like there's it's taken with such detail that it looks like you can even see the. Image of what he's pointing the camera at on the (laughs) screen of the phone, right? Like it looks like you can almost kind of see him in the screen of the telephone. I see what you're saying, yeah, yeah. Now we will be talking about a couple of these different examples. I did say I had three, so we don't have to come to any conclusion as to whether or not time travel is truly possible until the end of the show. I feel like
1: you're just trying to nip it in the bud that I don't, I don't come down too hard on any of these images.
0: Well. If this says anything about how the rest of the show is going to go, that was the weakest example to prove that time travel is real. It's only going to get more intense, folks. Hey, this is intriguing. I'm on board to see where, where we go next. Well, I'll tell you where we're going next. We're going to 2008, only 12 years ago. The World Cup, my friend, in <laughs> Japan. The forward striker was hit by a blast from a laser gun. <laughs>
1: What seems to be the same phone by the same time traveler, slightly
0: clearer picture this time. Archaeologists are working in Sangxi in Southern China, getting ready to enter an ancient tomb sealed over 400 years ago during the Ming Dynasty. Wow. Using their tools, they carefully worked their way into the tomb. Inside lay a large coffin wrapped in layers of soil as the archaeologists began to remove the layers of the coffin to see what was inside. A small piece of rock fell off the top, but when it hit the ground, it made a metallic sound. After closer examination, it wasn't a rock, but a ring that had been sealed in the tomb for over 400 years. Now usually, that wouldn't be a strange discovery. You know, rings have been around since the days of Mordor, that's not a a modern invention. Sure. But this ring was carved in the shape of a wristwatch. It was carved with such detail that you could see the time was set to 10.06 AM. And it even had the word Swiss carved into the back of it. No, it didn't. Ladies and gentlemen, the drip was hard. This was an iced out roly. Not only were watches like this not used 400 years ago, but during the time of the Ming Dynasty, Switzerland didn't even exist as a country yet. (laughs)
1: That's a great point. Would you like to see an image of this ring? I would love to see an image of this ring. Picture number two.
0: Listeners at home, I will say that very often people use uh, laughter to mask their fear when confronted with such dangerous paranormal facts. I
1: I mean, I don't really see what is dangerous about an archaeologist's dirty hands. What I'm looking at is through a kind of magnifying glass um, in between the archaeologist's fingers is indeed a very small ring, which is, I have to admit, precisely the shape and proportions of some kind of Casio metal watch. Yeah. With hands, with little uh, markers for um, the times of day, and with links on the wristband. This is most bizarre.
0: So weird, isn't it? And as far as I can tell, there was no reason for anyone to assume that this uh, tomb had been entered prior to the date that it was originally sealed Mm -hmm. even weirder for someone if they had to go in there and drop off this tiny little wristwatch ring
1: yeah i mean it seems even more bizarre because those don't really exist what the f is that an earring who would have who would have a ring of a
0: watch you could someone who really doesn't like wearing watches i guess you can only really assume that what happened was a time traveler went back to the date of the Ming dynasty, wearing a Swiss wristwatch. A time-traveling borrower. Uh, which, which obviously, uh, whoever was buried in this tomb assumed it was some magical future timepiece. True. And uh, almost as a tribute to it, carved the exact shape of the watch, including the Swiss um, engravement in the back, to form jewelry. Okay, that's a
1: crucial point, which I was too stupid to get to, but we're not actually looking at Uh, the watch of a time traveler but rather ancient proof that a time
0: traveler encountered someone in the Ming dynasty who made this if in fact the tomb has remained sealed for 400 years there is no way that it could be in here unless this watch existed 400 years ago this is pretty intriguing stuff ladies and gentlemen and we're only on picture number two I've saved, I actually forgot, I actually just remembered I got four pictures. What? So we're about to overdo it this case.
1: 33% more facts.
0: Our next piece of evidence takes us back to 1941, to British Columbia. This might be my favorite picture of them all. Crowds gather to celebrate the grand reopening for the South Fork Bridge, an important day for a local small town. Children play and parents watch as the ribbon is cut and the bridge is officially reopened. And at that moment, a photographer innocently snapped a picture of the crowd. Now nothing about this picture really seemed strange until it was made available to the public in 2004, being featured in a museum exhibit. And that's when people noticed, wait a minute, that that man in the crowd, that can't be real, that's right eagle-eyed viewers spotted a man that looked out of time and place i'm going to show you the photograph of the crowd who was there at the bridge reopening kit tell me if you can see the person you think that they're talking about in this picture i'm not even going to point out the time traveler in this to show you how damning this evidence is i'm
1: looking at the image so you really can't miss this one guys um, we have a group of around fifty people standing in and amongst their cars. They're very huddled together. The outfits of the day are incredibly specific. It's what you're imagining—very Bugsy Malone stuff, trilby hats and suits and ties. Then there appears to be <laughs> like some like <laughs> slacklining college freshman-looking guy wearing um borderline a superman t-shirt with a cardigan and sunglasses
0: the sunglasses really do really do it for me <laughs> he's not even trying to blend in no i feel like if he if he's someone who got the power or authority to time travel he should at least have the moral obligation to try and blend into the past Yeah,
1: I mean, time travel should be like going to a fancy restaurant. They're like, hey, we we reserve the right to refuse you if
0: you're wearing the wrong shit. This person cares so little that the contrast between him and the crowd is basically the same as a man going all the way back to the age of medieval peasants and knights. in three-quarter lengths sliders a backwards hat ripping a bong as he runs through the battle of hastings uh, it could zero have been, effort it could have been more incriminating
1: if he had airpods <laughs> in that would have really sealed the deal
0: <laughs> it's mind-blowing and this isn't the only time an unknown stranger has been caught on camera looking severely out of place In fact, in an image that dates back over a hundred years ago, there's a man sitting on a hillside along with a crowd of other smartly dressed Canadians, but he's just wearing a t-shirt and shorts. Again, photo number four. Why are these all in
1: Canada? You said the last one was in Canada, right?
0: Maybe something crazy happens in Canada in the future, and they're like, we got to go back and see what it was like in the past.
1: I mean, I can't imagine what that would be. I mean, unless an asteroid destroys everything that isn't Canada in the future. (laughs) Okay, I I see what you're saying here. Okay, yeah, very similar setup. Super old-timey clothes, lots of bonnets, lots of hats, and then seemingly a guy with shaggy mid-length hair and a suspiciously uh, kind of modern, youthful-looking T-shirt and what looks like jean shorts. (laughs) I'm pretty sure the t-shirt says Thrasher magazine on it.
0: It doesn't even look like it's a good outfit to wear in that weather. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the way everyone else is dressed, you should definitely not be in shorts. I mean, it does,
1: like, raise, I guess, a pertinent question. I mean, yes, back then, people all wore one style of thing. You know, what if some Leonardo da Vinci inventor said... It. I'm gonna cut off the bottom of these trousers, cut off the sleeves from this pajama top, and grow my hair out and not wear a hat. He would look pretty damn modern. You know, it's like did they have shorts? Did they have t-shirts? Did they have cardigans and sunglasses? I don't know. I
0: think those inventors were mostly burned for being wizards. Yeah, for or being witches. Too,
1: they're like they're like Kanye being attacked for presenting new ideas.
0: I think it's just so bizarre because of the context of these pictures Yeah. to just have people that stand out so boldly. Because it's a pretty small
1: sample size, you know, yeah. in, in a good way. Like, we've got a really small amount of people. It seems incredibly unlikely that someone would stand out as much as this.
0: Yeah, if there was, like, a crowd of them all with, like, fanny packs and <laughs> <laughs> and, like, little disposable cameras that then disappeared in the next frame of the shot, that would be a little bit more suspicious. I kind
1: of saw the exact opposite of this situation the other day in London, which is probably realistically not that unusual a sight. I saw a guy who he looked like he could have been Indiana Jones companion. He had the tiny little vintage uh, reading glasses. Oh, cool. The, the clothes that look like they've been dyed yellow uh, from like decades of use. You know, the trousers that come up to his nipples, the boots. <laughs> The like the, the hundred year old satchel bag. I was like, you know, fair play for committing to that look. Um, At the same time, I didn't think he was literally a time traveler.
0: Yeah, there's. I think there's a really it, that's such a fine line. I think there's a very cool way to do that, to have like, you know, the beaten shirt, maybe like a Henley rolled up sleeve, messy hair, tiny glasses. Maybe you carry around a notepad with sure. like a, a quill. And you write in it, you know, that's pretty cool. I'm I mean, it helps if you look
1: like Henry Cavill, but if you're a skinny little nerd, like this guy was, like I would
0: look in that. You can't just walk up to a lady and be like, I make my own butter. <laughs> you're not.
1: She tases you in the throat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is this wizardry I have not seen before? <laughs> a candle in thine pocket. Just take a little butter. <laughs> It'd be so funny as well if uh, if you were talking to a girl and it did work and she was like, "Actually, I find this really charming." And it's like, "Do you, do you want my number? Number? You mean bird call? For I shall send a pigeon to your door." She's like, "Never mind."
1: Uh, no, I I have
0: an iPhone. It's sure. Give me the digits. Just get. Hold on a second. I'm trying to type. I like butter butter got my fingers. <laughs> now we've looked into time travel in a number of different episodes. Uh, of this podcast sure, and how or if it would be possible. Each method raising its own problems for sure. The popular scientific opinion is that if time travel were possible it would be by humans being capable of traveling through a wormhole. Sure. Uh, Now that doesn't sound too bad. A hole for a worm? I'm at least three times as strong as a worm and twice as smart. I'd obviously be able to survive it. But being bombarded with gravitational waves and getting blasted with the same energy that you'd find if you jumped into the sun means your chances of survival are slim and none.
1: Yeah, yeah, it turns out the worms have some advantages over us humans.
0: I told the guys at NASA, I was like, look, I can do like 12 push push-ups without stopping. You telling me that I wouldn't be able to survive a wormhole?
1: You did leave that voicemail and never
0: heard back. Never heard back, which is actually pretty rude. Um, but you know they got busy things to do it's fine now I'm sure longtime listeners of the podcast will remember uh, that in our quest to try and find evidence that time travel was possible we came across a little company called the Dimension 7 organization that along with flying cars and exoskeletons were also selling the D7 D mode time machine Uh, this might be one of my favorite episodes of the podcast yet I, I don't have the time or care to provide you with the full list of what the d7d mode time machine is capable of it would take more time than we have uh but to paraphrase it would let you travel through time yeah visit other dimensions and of course psycho dive dive, whatever the that means and all of it could be yours for only seven hundred (laughs) and fifty thousand dollars
1: That's so much more pricey than I remember.
0: Yeah, fair. Is it pricey, though? It's actually kind of cheap.
1: When you consider that it's the only known device that can psychodive. Seeing as I'm going to use the machine to go
0: back in time, beat them up, and take my money back.
1: I mean, all you have to do is go back to when the dollar was invented, take one of those (laughs) to now. And I think the way inflation works... You're a quadrillionaire. The
0: dollar's massive now. I don't quite know how inflation works, but I think it's huge. It's like when you leave a a freaking Haribo gummy bear in a glass of water. Have you ever done this before? No. It borderline comes to life. <laughs> if you take a. <laughs> curl me. You're one of those little dinosaurs. If you take. A, this is a little experiment you can do in the commune. If you take a gummy bear from a bag of Haribo, put it in a cup of water. Right and leave it in there it will absorb so much water it only doesn't become bigger because you run out of water i think if you put it in the ocean we die we die we'd be jelly civilization yeah the only problem is it, it it becomes very weak and it falls apart it's kind of like the contents of the um ark of the covenant sure this beautiful treasurerous gummy bear that if you try and pick up it just melts in your hands wow i can't believe i've never come across this i need to try it it's pretty cool i'm not gonna lie it's pretty cool speaking on the d7 demo time machine and dimension 7 organization when i was researching this case i went back to visit the website and it's gone (laughs) everything's gone all that's left is their linkedin page what what do they need a job (laughs) i don't know why do they have a linkedin page
1: you can travel, Jesus Christ, I hope if you can travel through time, you don't need a LinkedIn page anymore.
0: Yeah. I w- if I had
1: a time traveling machine, I would at least hope that I would travel to a time beyond LinkedIn being necessary.
0: <laughs> Whether that's the future or the past. Yeah. If it means feudal Japan, fine. As long as they've got their own version of it, presumably. I'm a really good samurai. <laughs> a samurai LinkedIn. I've been a samurai for three years, farmer for two years. I'm pretty
1: sure, actually, yeah, the feudal system's a lot worse than LinkedIn.
0: With the D7 organization likely shut down for fraud, <laughs> or having time traveled to the future, uh, I was sort of at a lost end for a good way to lead into today's conclusion. And that's when I saw a news report... That had just been posted literally 30 minutes (laughs) before writing this episode out i see what you're saying here saying that australian scientists have solved a logical paradox proving that time travel is theoretically possible really now kit are you gonna sit there and tell me that it's just I'm not a, that That's it's what I'm just a coincidence I inside here that I won't hear another word of it just sh- you're going to actually say to me I've someone
1: I told you I'm not
0: you're going to you're going to say oh you piece of shit rory you this little is, dirty this little is all rat, you boy. I, I, you're going to say just get on, just you're get like on the rest i they never me I want to hear it you i it. think that someone from the future wrote that article sent it to the past to arrive right when i needed it to i don't even know how that
1: would happen did they does the time traveler work Here for the we newspaper we
0: go doubting per usual but me when how i do get my you ads, send a story to the past it's called scheduling you schedule the post <laughs> but you can't schedule an email for like the 1900s we've never tried to be fair to be fair <laughs> i'm gonna send one to the dinosaurs watch (laughs) out (laughs) i I did read the article and even though it did not bring us really any closer to discovering how we would travel back in time uh, it did solve uh, one of the most heated and debated paradoxes um, regarding time travel as to why a lot of people believe it would be impossible. So okay. that was very interesting. And it was just reassuring to know that some of the smartest people out there in the world are still investing their time and energy into researching time travel uh, in this day and age. And that just warmed my my little heart.
1: That warms my dumb little brain because I would love to work in these problems. I would love to work on time travel. But um, I just wasn't blessed with the IQ. So I'm glad that people out there who have... Um, the brain's big enough to work on this, are. For the dummies out there.
0: Yeah, I I really like that, you know, 2020 has been a pretty difficult year. There's a lot for scientists to be getting on with uh, in terms of cures for things and ways to make the world better. You know, climate change. Of course, an uh, ongoing global pandemic. uh, But I still like that at the meetings, they're like, well, we can't, we got to have someone on time travel. You know, because there's like, sure, there's like a, 0.4 0.4 percent chance that it's possible but if it is it pretty much can solve
1: all of this shit they're at like some like international conference of thousands of of scientists and like so if we could just get one volunteer just honestly just to keep the project moving every hand goes up <laughs> yeah. no, no 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 guys let's be real here we've got very pressing issues
0: this year people are coming back from the future to volunteer <laughs> <laughs> shit was fun want to do it again <laughs> I actually missed out on the first time. Uh, This guy got it the last time. You must know the cure to coronavirus. He's like, nah, I
1: don't remember. Mostly time travel stuff. We just went far enough forward that it didn't matter.
0: (laughs) Also, LinkedIn is gone. That's pretty sweet.
2: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com Acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at Burrow.com Acast. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I hope that episode kind of came out okay. I know it's a different kind of structure than what we usually do in terms of, you know, one big story to tackle. We kind of broke it down into individual pictures. Uh, So let us know whether you uh, enjoyed this one or not. Hey,
1: I love it. You know, we go right to the heart of the evidence. And just like, let's just get into it. Let's talk about it.
0: And let's do that right now. Kit, I've shown you four pictures. It's all bullshit. Okay, that was... (laughs) Maybe I could go back and rephrase the question (laughs) in a way that would give me a double yes.
1: No, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. You were
0: saying. Kit, today I showed you four pictures. Four pictures that, you know, I say go a long way into proving that uh, time travel is not only possible, but has happened. It's not often in a case where evidence makes up the entirety of the case from start to finish. So where's your head at? You must be not used to this at all you're getting some shock here
1: listen i'm very sympathetic to this cause i i love it the cool thing about this kind of story is that it it kind of bleeds and extends into other stories that we've even kind of talked about in the past whenever we've looked at say atlantis you know there's evidence of kind of civilizations that seem kind of too far ahead in history for where they should have been uh, you know, they find something that looks like a computer underneath the ocean or whatever. Yeah. And it leaves you with a couple of different options. And one that we didn't really talk about was the possibility that time travelers were involved. I mean, for one, well, there are maps that are several hundred years old that feature islands, locations, landmasses that no one discovered until maybe 50, 100 years ago. And it just doesn't add up. And it raises more questions than it answers. And that's what makes this fascinating. I think the hang-up I have is a bit like I alluded to earlier, is that if we're coming down to particularly the last two images, um, what we're coming down to here is dress code. And it may be one thing if someone was wearing like a Uniqlo raincoat, that those materials literally didn't exist at that time. But these guys are kind of wearing the materials that did exist. They're wearing seemingly cotton, uh, just in a style that wasn't common. Um, so that's kind of hard. <laughs> it's kind of hard to make the leap that this is definitely time travel instead of just a weird style.
0: Yeah, it is kind of damning that, I mean, these time travelers, The one of the reasons they look out of place is because they're wearing clothes that not even are from the future, but the clothes we're wearing now, which really doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Because we don't have time machines now. The person who was taking a picture of the Brazilian World Cup on a flip phone was using a phone so old that it doesn't, no one would even use it nowadays. Yeah. It's so, it's, it, yeah, it doesn't really make sense unless we get super back into flip phones in the future. I can't really see that happening.
1: Yeah, I didn't even think of that exactly. But Or maybe
0: like, they're so far in the future that they're like, all right, I'm, they do so little research on the time they're going back to. They're like, f*** it, I'll put on some old-timey clothes, <laughs> sunglasses, a Superman shirt, and I'll take a flip phone with me. And they go back to f- medieval times.
1: <laughs> Close like, enough.
0: That's yeah, fine, I'm using a first-gen iPhone. It's totally fine. I know, it's like, hey, can I get your phone number? Oh, no, you guys probably
1: use BlackBerry Messenger, right? Can I get your BBM code? <laughs> It's like a medieval peasant sitting in a mud puddle. What? Doesn't even speak English yet. That's low-key a pretty interesting hypothesis. I think if we had a time machine now, we would not be able to correctly judge the customs of the time we go back to. Yeah. The way we analyze history is in hundreds of years, not like, you know, one or two years. I mean, Christ, if someone came from the future back to
0: now, dressed like the 80s, We would be like, what the f*** are you doing? Yeah. I mean, even if you told me to, like, go back to caveman days, Mm. I would be like, "Uh, okay, put some, like, animal fur on my body, maybe grab, like, a little stone axe or something and head back, and I could show up there, and all the cavemen would be like, You have stone? What the f***? is that what have you got on your club and like i don't even know that i'm out of place at all because all i know about cavemen is you know they have like old-timey weapons and that's it you don't know how much you stand out uh if you don't you haven't like hyper focused on that exact period of time that you're going to so true (laughs) we've actually looped drawn to proving the time traveler
1: theory (laughs)
0: We're These poor time travelers didn't know what they were getting into. <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't see us being on the side of the time travelers. <laughs> yeah, we're basically like, anyone could make that mistake. It's not their fault. But I think personally,
1: this is, whilst pretty cool evidence, is maybe not the extraordinary evidence that we would need some kind of like proof in writing, some digital digitally signed documents from somewhere in the future something a little more concrete than you know shorts or someone holding a camera that maybe looks a little bit too modern
0: yeah i gotta say the weirdest one for me is probably the swiss watch yeah that has so many layers to it that it kind of hurts my brain if i want to try and comprehend how a 400 year old swiss watch ring got sealed in a tomb i don't know how that happened or has to happen the
1: only thing that i can think of is like i know in i don't know what it's like in china but i know in egypt it's super depressing how few tombs uh have not been raided over the last two thousand years tomb raiders are pretty good at their damn job lara croft isn't like lara croft and indiana jones aren't the best in the biz People have been doing that for thousands of years.
0: Yeah, even calling them Tomb Raiders implies the existence of some sort of tomb patrol, which there is not. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's free game. Yeah. There's not like armed... It's not like a museum heist. It's like where you have to be like, all right, you know what we're going to do? We're going to ride on camels in the middle of the night and we'll we'll shimmy on our little bellies like snakes up the back of the pyramids and I'll use my laser wristwatch to cut a hole in Tutankhamun's sarcophagus, taking his little mummy skull out, and then you friggin' Mission Impossible me up through the vents of this pyramid. It's not what happens. You get a big hammer and you smash the front door down. And you come back every day for five years until you get the (laughs) golden crown. It's less of a midnight moonlit operation and more of a SWAT team... (laughs) breach into a a terrorist's friggin condo there's like c4 on the roof you basically destroy all the treasures on the way in
1: (laughs) and as we've covered on the podcast in the past the only defense system was a bit of writing on the wall that said please don't come in
0: maybe some snakes i don't know how fabricated
1: that is i actually found this is a total tangent but just because we talked about a uh ancient chinese undiscovered tomb um i did read about in the last episode i mentioned the terracotta soldiers kind of yeah place that's right. i think it's in the same area that there's uh supposed to be some kind of like king's burial chamber that they've never uncovered yet because it's so delicate if they were to dig into it in any way the whole thing would collapse so there's a whole ancient king's chamber there that no one's been into. But a really cool side of the story is the ancient scriptures say that the tomb is guarded by a moat filled with, instead of water, liquid mercury. Whoa! So, like, because it's so poisonous to humans, it's like water isn't good enough to keep people out. We need a, a river of pure metal flowing underground. Oh, my And they used to think it was bullshit, but they tested the soil above the site and they found like elevated mercury levels. So they think there could be this moat of liquid mercury.
0: Can you even imagine what that would look like? Pretty cool. I'm telling you guys, we need to bring back more old school security measures for our modern day homes. Yeah. I'm sick of this, you know, uh, CCTV cameras, locks. I want to just keep my front door open with a little sign at the top that says, beware of the snakes. Yeah. If you open the front door to my hallway, they're not even booby trapped. I've just set a bunch of snakes out in my halls and they're hungry because I don't feed them. And they're angry because I hit them. And they bite me, but I'm immune because I've been bitten so many times. I've built up a tolerance to their abuse. Yeah. They're more of the lord of the house than I am now. I'm actually <laughs> hoping people can make it past the snakes to feed me. I'm just ordering Uber Eats after Uber Eats after Uber Eats. And there's men with bags of chicken nuggets trying to get through my hallway. They don't make it more than two feet before the snakes devour them and the nuggets. Snakes can eat a lot they can eat a lot of nuggets they'll eat the uber eats driver and the uber eats delivery and now that they've got my phone (laughs) they're just supplying themselves they're they're ordering the most expensive local delivery to my credit card yeah and these are already the uber eats drivers that can make it past the mercury lake all right i think we've kind of danced around the um the conclusion long enough let's let's do it time is ironically of the essence uh what do we think today Kip? with the pictures that i supplied you are you any closer to believing that time travel let's not even say that is time travel possible let's say do any of these pictures contain evidence that time travel has happened for me it's going to be a hard
1: pass i don't think i think we've got Ooh. some pretty intriguing images there but i don't think we've got enough to say that something that the greatest minds of our generation have been working on and not proven is
0: real i'm gonna say also I don't believe that any of this evidence is convincing enough. Um, Even though, as you said, a lot of these clothes are out of place. There was some myth busting on the internet where it was kind of like, for example, the guy wearing sunglasses. Oh, here we go.
1: Okay. All right. All right. All right.
0: They were just saying that even though this is super weird, um, you know, that those like steampunk ass goggles Mm -hmm. did exist at the time. Sure. It was just the equivalent of, as we say in in today, uh, just someone having a very quirky dress sense. Yeah. And that's more or less what it was. It's just so weird how closely it mimics the dress sense of the future. For sure. Now, I will say we have come down on a double no. And even though we are not right now, uh, this podcast will one day be one of the most important artifacts in you know the human existence. So everyone will hear it, including men, women, and children in the future. So uh, right now would be a good chance for time travelers to come back and strangle us to prove that it is real why strangle us to change that so they can like sit down and replace us with two hosts that say that it is real Well, don't i mean don't speak it into existence bud i don't want to get replaced i don't see anyone coming back i think we're in the clear okay so thank you for oh oh my god they're here (laughs) It's all real. (laughs) They're not even convincing replicas. They had all these years to plan it out. It's all real. (laughs) Obsidian has returned to the podcast. Remember to live long, look at things, and die very, very childishly. It's a double no this week. Time travelers were not proven to be real from those photographs. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. If you want to check out some of the pictures that we talked about today, the best place to do so is over on YouTube, where every week we upload clips from your weekly episode. Do you want to see what a tiny Swiss ring looks like? Do you want to see pictures of all these weird time travelers? The way to do it is to go to YouTube. And you can do that pretty easily, actually, because uh, the YouTube is in the description of this podcast on your phone so you can just click the button and it'll take you right there and we got tons of fun clips so definitely go check that out and of course if you do enjoy this show you know what we're going to talk about a little thing called patreon.com that's right we don't run ads on this podcast yes we were gifted hashtag gifted a d7d mode time machine uh but that is not a sponsor sponsorship in any form we did not receive any money for it sure we've gotten all kinds of worldly treasures by traveling back and forward in time just I don't even get out of the machine. I just hold my hand out while we travel and see what I can grab out the windows. It's a bit like
1: going to the fridge for a cold beer. You just reach (laughs) into the D mode and grab a
0: new Kron jewel. (laughs) Um, But if you do enjoy the show and you want to support it while also getting a little bit extra You can do all of that on Patreon.com. Over there, we have bonus episodes. We have merchandise. Check it out. It's the only way to support the show and help this thing stay running. And if you do support us on Patreon, we like to give you a very special little shout out right here on the podcast. So thank you to... Luke O'Green. Luke always wants to go green. We're talking wind farms, solar energy, and all of those power his machine that crunches coal into a big oven yeah it's a little contradictory at the end there because he was on the right path um but then it's all about just burning coal uh, which is kind of weird and that machine just powers the solar plant jesus so he's kind of stuck in a loop here He just wants to watch the world burn i think (laughs) literally
1: thank you to bob smith Bob Smith, home of Bob's Riffs. Uh, if you need any kind of jingle, theme tune, of, or of any sort, you go down to Bob's Riffs. Nice! You know, I love his surprisingly famous ones. We're talking the Seinfeld bass line. It's pretty cool, man.
0: Anything you want? Is that it? Yeah,
1: actually. Looking, he did the Seinfeld his, baseline, and that was it? I think, yeah, actually. Actually, you can't even hire him anyway. He retired on that, so...
0: Knocked her out of the park and won. Well well wow. done Bob. I'm like, Bob, it's my, my uh my daughter's birthday on Sunday. Could you like you know have to do like a birthday jingle? Yeah, sure. Uh happy boom boom ba boom boom a day, boom boom birthday a ba boom boom ba boom bob, it's like that's the you're doing the Seinfeld jingle again. Oh really? Oh sorry <laughs> about that. Aren't you gonna do another one? Nah. Nah. <laughs> you and me both know it would be the Seinfeld jingle again.
1: Thank you to Jesse Waldorf. Jesse Waldorf's house is walled off from the rest of their community.
0: Talk about an old school security system. Went right past the snakes, went right past the Mercury River, and just built a big wall around their house. It's a mile high. Wow. Yeah. How do they get out? They don't. Their, okay. It's a, more, it's a home slash
1: tomb. They, they wait for birds to die at the top <laughs> of the wall. And then they fall down and they eat the birds. Like Gollum. Thank you to Tyra. Tyra the Tyrant. Tyra actually ran a, a series of illegitimate South American political regimes in the 80s. Um, pretty bad person to have supporting the podcast, um, but yeah. you know, you know, hey, we, we recognize, you know, we, we like to think that we're pretty um, bad rulers as well of the commune. So we could learn. No, a few no, tricks. I don't know where that
0: came from. I didn't you know. No. We could, you
1: could teach us some of those tricks about how to kind of control a population. Absolutely, and not. you know, enforce. Martial law. Those are all words people. that we're
0: trying to. There's a negative connotations here. The, the very happy commune. Thank you to Brandy. Yes, Brandy hands down makes the best candy. Nice. It's really good stuff. She lives like out in the woods. The whole house is made of candy. You you come in. It's like candy walls, candy like living mm. rooms. Uh this is sounding a little familiar. She lives alone. I think really? like well not alone because I saw like two kids go in there Uh-oh. the other day I actually I haven't I, seen the kids yeah I think Brandy's eating. Hansel and Gretel I Brandy's think were their meat. names
1: okay <laughs> Brandy's eating the if kids. I wasn't
0: getting the message clear to you <laughs> so you know
1: what the <laughs> message is you're beating around the bush an awful lot Hansel and Gretel were their names thank you to James Sheffield James Sheffield owns a
0: death field what that doesn't sound good He's a corn harvester and okay. he's pretty protective of the corn. He stands out there with an ancient okay. Japanese samurai sword. Sure. And if you so much as look at the corn, okay. you you're it's like anime style, you look at the corn and then you're like Oh, why is the corn splitting in like two directions you don't realize you've already been cut and your head is sliding in two
2: how is, fast is, is that is. a
1: scarecrow why does that scarecrow have a Tokugawa era <laughs> hairstyle thank you to Iwendell Iwendell their house to uh, actually thank Iwendel in uh, person but uh, I don't know how to say this it's no easy way saying this but um they looked at the corn. They absolutely no, were, they did uh, sad. not. I, I think they were they were driving by. They were hungry. Stopped at side road. They thought this farmer is probably a nice guy. Won't won't miss a single
0: ear of corn. Nice, fresh, delicious corn. It's called the Death Field. He's gonna mind. <laughs> Thank you to Sky. That's actually how we start uh, the, the morning grace-giving before every uh, feast at the Paranormal Commune is thank you to Sky thank you to Dirt thank you for shoes thank you for shirt and then we all begin eating mounds and mounds of stolen corn we have multiple watchmen on guard
1: you know you really raised it in with the shoes and the shirt I was like how can shoes possibly follow Sky and Dirt as the third most important thing (laughs)
0: I was like all right, shirt, shirt off your back, cool. We don't have many things in the commune. <laughs> Thank you to Ray. Ray, you are a ray of sunshine in my life. You hurt me when I look at you, and you yet give me, you skin damage. <laughs> and yet, without you, I could not see. Which is kind of ironic, isn't it? Because he stole your glasses. He did, yeah. But he gives them back sometimes when I have to do the pod.
1: Thank you to Kevin Grindstaff. Mr. Grindstaff is not a very nice manager to have. It's kind of there in the name. Yeah. He works him to
0: the bone. Sounds like the owner of a medieval strip club. <laughs> Mr. Grindstaff.
1: <laughs> where witches come to shake their booty atop their uh, witch's broom in exchange for medieval coins
0: shake their booty and drink that broody <laughs> thank you to Devin McHenry Devin will give you to the count of seven to get the hell away from his cornfield. surely not that's right another very protective corn farmer is this some premium corn? it's not even that good it's he has so much and so little gets eaten that it's borderline rotting in the fields <laughs> but if you so much as look at that rotten corn you're getting a katana in between your eyes
1: Thank you also to Zach Away.
0: Zach's always trying to just chat away. Chat, chat, chat. He will chat your ear off because he is a cryptid whose power is chatting and whose victim is ears. He will literally chat the ears off of your head.
1: You can mostly find him uh, at sort of university parties standing around the communal punch bowl. Yeah. Um, just because those intoxicated youths are The perfect victims for his chat,
0: and it's like low hanging fruit. He's oh, like, Hey, have you guys boy. seen Breaking Bad? Everyone's seen it, of course. What about this meme, Charlie bit My Finger? You guys heard that Gangnam style dude, song?
1: Dude, this is why, why are all your references from like 2009? This is so yeah. weird, yeah.
0: But he's just any chat at all.
1: I could do Alex Herring. Alex Herring is pretty daring. Uh, they actually. Last I heard, we were attempting a, a pretty incredible stunt. Uh, double backflip off Niagara Falls. That was pretty ballsy. Pretty ballsy. Um, sadly, a lot of daring, a lot of balls, and not a lot of skill. Has he ever backflipped before? No. And that was actually the last time they were seen. Okay. They disappeared over that edge. Did more than a double backflip. There was probably (laughs) six or seven, and
0: then... What a way to go. Mm -hmm. I'd like to think they're just fine. Thank you to Doniel Leonardis. Doniel Leonardis, don't yell in my TARDIS. I'm traveling through time very quickly and you screaming in my ear, telling me to slow down because we missed the dinosaurs isn't going to help me turn this thing around. You don't think I know that? <laughs> We're at the f-ing big bang. Of course we missed it. The paradox
1: is we started the universe. <laughs> We're God, apparently. <laughs> Thank you to Lauren Champion. Lauren
0: Champion was a boring champion what she was a born champion whatever she does she's a winner at anything
1: that's cool that's cool i get that well like fishing um snowboarding cooking
0: whatever okay she can catch a fish on a snowboard and cook it before she crosses the finish line i mean that's not even just being a champion Sadly, that's being a wizard
1: it's not an olympic sport but um unfortunately it's, not it's pretty cool nonetheless. Thank you to Erica Larson. Erica Larson committed arson. Um, seems like a pretty serious crime. Um, it really wasn't their fault. I mean, look, she... It was like a kitchen fire. It burned down this, like, little doll's house. It was like... It didn't burn on even a real house. It was a doll's house. Unfortunately, the dolls had a great lawyer. They got Erica put away for life. The doll? How did that happen? It was a Ken doll lawyer edition. <laughs> he knew... Every goddamn law
0: inside out. One Um, of those really intense ones as well that can like blink, shit, poop, pee. It's basically human. Passed the New York barrister exam, unfortunately, and got her put away. Thank you to Justine Dalton. Well, if it isn't Rusty Justine... A robot from the future sent back in time to save humanity, but landed face down in a puddle, rusted over in seconds, Jeez, unable to even stand up, just stuck here in the past as a little rust bucket. They really Um, should have thought
1: of that before sending uh, a robot that cannot stand water back through time to no point in particular. To a, a watery place.
0: Thank you, lastly but not leastly, to Heather New. Heather knew that she couldn't take that corn, but that didn't stop her from trying. She showed up with a full samurai armor kit. She's getting beaten by swords, head over heels, and she's just grabbing as many ears of corn as she can. And I'm going to say, she actually made it out with a couple of them. Wow. And to be honest, it was the worst corn she ever had in her life. <laughs> mostly rotten out of date just because they're protective doesn't mean they're good farmers yeah it turns out a lot of it was wheat (laughs) (laughs) can't even eat it straight away so thank you to everyone that we just shouted out again if you'd like to see how you can get involved head on over to patreon.com all the links you need for patreon the youtube and our socials are right here in the episode description so check them out and of course we will be back next week with a brand new paranormal tale